till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. So, Mimi, we are recording separately which i hate doing (laughs) no i know um you are in voluntary quarantine i'm in prescribed quarantine for corona light we suspect i i i mean you definitely had corona you feel that i definitely had corona Yes. How many people did you come into contact with at the Boston airport? (laughs) Oh, my God. Running a local food market. We were one of the last shops open in Terminal B at Boston, Terminal A, but I was at Terminal B at Boston's Logan Airport. And it felt like being the captain left on the Titanic or something at a certain point. I mean, not to make it too grandiose um, or maybe the the deckhand. (laughs) And (laughs) the airport isn't even closed down yet, right? No, it's not. I mean, it's most of the shops are closed down now. We all turned in our badges to Massport. So all of the really non-essential stuff is closed down now. Um, but there was a ridiculous number of people traveling um, about like about two and a half weeks ago. There was a large number of people coming back from Europe, leaving Boston. Um, a lot of students leaving Boston. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We sent all the students home, which takes out like 20% of the population, which is amazing. And then I have a whole team of 20 people that I come in contact with just in close basis every day as a function of my work. And then all of the other people at the airport, all of the biometric sensors and stuff. Anyway, there was no way I wasn't going to get this thing. For me, it was just um, pretty much like a mild – it was weird. It didn't feel like a totally mild cold. I felt exhausted. I had a piercing headache for like three days. And piercing like just so bad. And then, um, GI issues were my main thing though. And still kind of bothering me. Like my tummy's not good. Which we didn't know about GI being a symptom of coronavirus when we started, when we did our last episode. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. We didn't have any idea. Um, I mean, how are you doing? What's been going on with you? So I'm doing okay. I went back and listened to our first coronavirus episode um, yeah. when we were young <laughs> when we were young and innocent um it's just a little weird because we recorded that what two weeks ago three weeks ago it could not been that long ago oh it feels like a lifetime ago because every day everything is different and it it almost feels um like we're a little too jokey about it because this was before, you know, New York had been hit before Louisiana had been hit. Um, I mean, we, we, I hadn't even stopped working. You hadn't stopped working at that point. Um, 
right now I have been, I have been working from home, which is great that I'm able to do it. And, uh, I don't know. Things are just weird. It's desolate out there. I try to get out every day to like take a walk and stay away from people. I feel like a weird, um, hermit a little bit because like Mm -hmm. I I try to go out every day or every other day just so that I get outside because you get I'm in isolation by myself so you get a little weird I think by yourself (laughs) and then smelly I I, I'm sorry this morning I woke up and I was like I think I'm smelling like Grizzly Adams wife I mean (laughs) very medieval well, this morning I was like, I'm not going to take a shower because screw that. No one's going to see me. And then right. I'm like, oh, I really should. I There's should a certain wait. point where you steep enough where you're like, I doesn't even just for my own self-preservation, I'm going to take a shower. And then it feels well, pretty great. Actually, we, we have the option. We have like a weekly staff meeting and uh, it's on Zoom. So like a mm. bunch of the people do like the video cameras. And I'm like, I am not doing that. I'm not sitting here like looking into my camera, looking at all of my coworkers. Like I am still in my jammies. I look terrible. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to call in and you guys can hear the audio. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so we saw each other last. Um, I think it was right before after recording that podcast on the 14th of March, which seems like a lifetime ago when I look back at what we did that day. Um, and I had, you had just gotten um, sent home from work the day before. Yes, it was it said, was the the Friday they said, um, don't come in next week. We are making everyone work from home. And I had a scheduled B12 injection, which I kind of, I, I, I was on the fence about it, but I was like, you know what? I need this B12 injection for my blood. And I have a feeling this is going to be it before they stop with the voluntary procedures. And so Leanna had asked me if I needed anyone to come with me, which she asked, like, that's really nice of you, Leanna. You ask me like every time. And what do I say? (laughs) No, no, I'll see you afterwards. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't want you to come with me. (laughs) A lot of times you were in the hospital when I am there because I work there. Right. And you want nothing to do with me. And you know what? I totally respect that. And you do you, Mimi. I am happy (laughs) that you are happy. (laughs) Right. Well, this time, Leanna was like, would you like me to come? And I was like, yes, please. And I'm really freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, okay, because it must be like you need. So, yeah, it was. I mean, I think it's safe to say it was a little weird. Um, We went in. um, We did the routine I do every single month, like clockwork. And. We all get shunted to the same floor on Saturdays for treatment. And um, usually there's about, I want to say like 150 people there besides the staff. And then you've got a staff of, I don't know, whatever, 20 people um, working that day. Well, this day, I don't know about the staff, but there was one person in the waiting room, right, Leanna? (laughs) There was one person in the waiting room and everything felt empty. Remember, we went to get a tea from the the cafeteria and the cafeteria is closed because of coronavirus times. Closed. <laughs> yeah. And the woman who was waiting in the waiting room seemed, she was waiting for her daughter and she seemed so excited to see us because it really started, it was definitely feeling weird at Dana Farber at that point. <laughs> 
because we were like the only people and it's totally empty. And so she like came over and chatted with us for a little bit and seemed like she had a mask on and like um, gloves and seemed very concerned. I don't know why she wasn't with her daughter, if that was like a something that the staff wanted or that something could be that part of the protocol, wanted. though. That could be part of the protocol because her daughter, I think, had a. Um, colon cancer and I think that they probably weren't but no you came in as my guest so what the heck that doesn't make any sense I have no idea but I also Mm -hmm. like when I came with you I felt very conflicted like I don't know if you noticed but I didn't touch anything oh no I didn't touch anything yeah so we both said to each other, like, okay, we're going to be really, 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 really careful. And we were like, we were just, I mean, what I get done is so minor too. There wasn't the need to touch a lot of things. Also, by the way, usually this procedure takes about, oh, I don't know, an hour or so. It took five minutes. <laughs> it was we were like, We were in and out oh in like 15 minutes. <laughs> we were, we were out in 15 minutes. And, um, so we started to feel really weird and this is where I think it there just shows this dichotomy that was going on that week which I think a lot of people out there might be seeing right now in their own towns um if they're not on the coast so while the Dana-Farber was totally empty and they're getting ready for the big wave we went down to Leanna's neighborhood to one of my favorite bakeries Tat and uh, that was pretty crowded, I would say. Right, Leanna? I mean, it was every single seat was taken when we it, arrived there. It was actually not as crowded as it usually is, because right. usually you can't even get a seat and we got a seat. So right. not as crowded as, as it usually is. But um, we like got a coffee and got um, got a pastry. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like thinking should I be here? Me too. But at the same time, like I like tipped the people who were working because I want to support our local restaurants. I want like, I want amazing bakeries to stick around and I want to spend money there. But like, am I a vector? Like, it's just, it's so hard to know what is the right thing to do when everything is crazy. And the protocols keep shifting too, right? I mean, so every day it's different. Every day it's a new, it's a new disaster somewhere. Every day there's like new information about um, where things are happening. And every day, like what, what industries are deemed essential, what industries aren't like how, I don't don't know. It just, it's, it's just, it feels like a disaster. Everything feels like a disaster. Maybe it feels like cancer. I mean, I think, and that's one of the things we're going to be talking about in a little bit, just about how we can use the training of our cancer treatment, because everything that we're describing is how we described going through a cancer treatment individually. But now we're going through that like kind of disruption on mass. I feel very much at home in a weird way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and in a lot of ways, I think it's good that we're all going through it together because Mm -hmm. every single person that you see on the streets, like, you know what they're going through and they're going through the same thing you are. They're feeling Mm -hmm. the same feelings you are. And that's, that's comforting. Even if you don't 
have contact with other people, you know? And it's rare. It's that feeling that we would have when we were going into the cancer treatment centers or we still, when we still are, and we see someone who's going through it and you're like, yep, I know that I've been there. And now we're going through that collectively. Well, and you have, you have empathy rather than sympathy. For sure. For sure. This is so, it's so interesting. So it was like about, let's say it was like five days later, I guess, or maybe it was a little bit, it was about a, yeah, it was like a week, less than a week later, I get this piercing headache at work because we're doing deep cleaning, you know, and like they just, I work with a bunch of people from Latin America and they just love Fabuloso and someone got a hold of some Fabuloso. And just yeah, nailed the back of house. Oh my god! And I had to keep working, and I was just like, "Oh, the fabuloso!" And Does I really fabuloso kill coronavirus. Is that like a thing? I don't think so. it kills. I mean, it, it just—I don't know what it does. Everyone walks in, and they're like, "Ah, mi madre." It reminds them of their moms. I'm like, it reminds me of like my cleaning lady. I don't know what it's like. This was too much. So I, I got this like horrifying headache and. I really did think it was the Fabuloso and that day that was like on like Thursday or Wednesday, but like by Thursday I'm feeling awful and I almost like fall down the stairs in the morning and then I'm testing my temperature, nothing happening, nothing happening. Saturday hits and I'd slept like 13 or 14 hours the night before. I had this weird, like, my nose wasn't, like, stuffy, but it had this weird, like, goopy snot. It was gross, okay? And I had GI issues, and I'm telling everyone as a public service announcement. So. <laughs> public service announcement about Mimi's poop. About my mucus membranes and my poo. So my GI, like, I, that was the first thing I noticed was, like, wait, the GI wait, issues. The B- GI issues. No, specifically, yeah. was that, like, stomach pains? Was that, like, pooping too much? Was that, like, not pooping enough? Like, okay. what? Because GI question. issues are very, very vague. Yeah. So the GI issues were this. It was a feeling of like, like I have to go to the bathroom like immediately. Um, and it was a little bit of diarrhea. And it was also just started out with just, just it started out with a horrible feeling of um, just like, I, oh my God, what's going on in my stomach? Like, what did I eat? Like, I thought okay. it was something I'd eat. You know what okay. I mean? I was just like, oh, I, so I was like, like, what did I eat? Stomach and then some weird poops. And yeah, a little bit of a sore throat and a little bit of a cough, but just like, you know, like nothing, like it's not, not a big, not a big cough. So on Saturday I had a hard time getting up out of bed and I've been taking my temperature religiously, you know, cause I've been working through this and coming in contact with the public and trying to keep my staff in gloves and blah. And, um, my temperature was 99.7. So I call into my doctor's office. I get shunted to Brigham and women's. And they're like, okay, nice woman. And she's like, we don't know if this is the virus or not. You don't qualify for testing because you're not at 104, 100.4. Okay. So, which seems so arbitrary, but I'm like, okay, sure. You know, and um, I don't want to go into the hospital and um, get a test. I'm fine. So she said, you just need to self-quarantine for 48 hours. And I was like, okay, that seems odd, but sure. (laughs) She's like, and if you get worse in that time, you call us. I was like, okay, fine. So that was that. I called in at work and I was like, guys, I think I might be checking out. Basically, that's where I said sayonara. And now I'm on furlough. Um, so I'm going to explore unemployment You're, you're next. like officially furloughed. Mm-hmm. I'm officially furloughed. Um, Which, so is my whole team. I mean, like the whole, like, like, I mean, we're talking hundreds of people who work for the company are furloughed right now. So when we talked three weeks ago, you said the 
the economy is in a tailspin and we still don't know where the bottom is. Yeah. Um, and now we're still in a tailspin and we still don't know where the bottom is. Is that right? Oh, I, I for sure think that. I mean, just looking at how it affected in a minor way the <laughs> my little branch of the airline industry. Do you know what I mean? And if you think of all of the branches that are connected to that main tree trunk of travel, hospitality industry, it it's actually frightening. And then but, if you take in restaurants and you take – I mean, there's just it's, – it's staggering. So for your birthday – I think it was last year, or maybe it was the year before. I uh, I gave you a piece of calligraphy. Yes, a line from a Sylvia Plath poem that says, uh, "I know the bottom. I know it with my great tap root. It is what you fear. I do not fear it because I've been there." Yes, exactly how I feel right now. And I, that's yeah. because we have cancer superpowers we do we totally do so just to wrap this up because i want to get into cancer superpowers i called back two days later three sorry three days later so i gave it like three or four days because i knew the systems were overwhelmed and i got my doctor's office and i spoke to a different nurse practitioner i actually spoke to two so i finally spoke to someone who said you know i don't know who told you to stay in 48 hours but it's very likely you had the coronavirus you're not going to get tested. We don't have the antibody test yet. But, you know, when we get that, you should take it. It's likely you had it. And I don't know who told you 48 hours. You should have been in quarantine for 14 days. <laughs> I was like, oh, good to know. So I, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, this is talking to Brigham and Women's in Boston. And they changed. And it's not like they were, I don't think they were doing anything wrong. I just literally think the protocol changed day to day. Um, that wouldn't and, surprise me at all. And that part's a little bit more difficult than cancer. I mean, it, let me say this. If you had a good prognosis and if you had a good response, the protocol was pretty standard, right? And I'm, this is probably what it feels to like have a difficult cancer, right? Where it's you're not knocking out of the park with every treatment. And it sucks. The protocols just keep changing. So you can't know. So, yeah, that's my story. Um so I'm definitely like in quarantine until the second. I have just a couple more days to go. Okay. Um, and after you get out of quarantine, can I come and visit you on the cats? Totally. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it actually. Um, so I think, yeah, I feel like that's actually one of the things I miss versus cancer is that I did spend a lot of time with my friends in cancer and in cancer treatment. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I think that this is harder in terms of I can't see anyone. Um, exactly. I've been I've been in isolation for oh, since You're a I week saw longer you, than actually. me. Yeah. That was the last that was the last hurrah. Well I have I mean I have gotten takeout one time um, and I've gone to the grocery store I think once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, just once. Uh, I'm I'm trying to minimize my exposure because I think that with all of this, our our actions have to even out. So I am extra quarantining for the people who work at the grocery store, like my niece and my brother-in-law who can't mm-hmm. isolate like that. Um, so collectively, I hope that we isolate enough, although I don't think we'll know 
for another, what, week or two? Four? I think it might be another three or four weeks. I mean, for Boston, we might know sooner. We might know in two and a half weeks, maybe, before we peak. But I don't even know that New York's reached its peak yet, which is one of our worst spots. Um, Worst spots right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think it it is that social cor- – so my grandmother just died. Um, my grandma passed away two days ago in her nursing home. And she was she was 91 and she was very slight when she died. And um, Probably not related to I don't think so. Like they're not saying that. I mean, it was pneumonia, you know, so I don't – they're not even I testing. I don't know. Ru- Russia has had a lot of pneumonia deaths. No, no, no corona deaths, but a lot of pneumonia deaths. Yeah, there's a lot of pneumonia, right? It's like, it's so interesting. You could have said the same thing about AIDS. But um, anyway, so that the thing that's been hardest about that is the fact that – because my grandma was going to die. But what I did expect was that there'd be a gathering in Connecticut um, or at least on Cape Cod. I expected that I would send somebody flowers, which I, I had a kind of a breakdown on Monday about because I was like, I can't send flowers. I can't even send flowers to my mom. Like, it's totally dumb. Because and are, the, are the flower shops shut down? Well, no, but someone has to go make that delivery. Someone might have coronavirus. My mom is a senior citizen. And then it's also like $80 for flowers and I just got furloughed. So there's a bunch of reasons. <laughs> and it was the only ones that were delivering were like FTDs. And I'm sorry, that's – I'm sorry. I have different standards. Like I have a farm. I don't know what FTDs are. It's like the – it's the floral teledelivery service. So they're like, like the ones that like come in like – I'm sorry. They're just like lots of carnations and stuff like that. So it's not worth the eighty dollars. It's not like a Winston's flowers, like beautiful well, arrangement. I would. I'm sorry, love we're going to collect, down a rabbit hole. I would love to collect some of the daffodils that I saw today on my walk for your grandmother. I'll mail them down to your mom. Well, no, you should send a card to my mom, but like, you know, which is what I am doing, and we've decided we're going to buy my grandmother a butterfly bush that will have. Crocker nurseries deliver uh, in a hygienic fashion because they're just doing drop-offs. And a uh, shout-out to Crocker Nurseries in Brewster. And we will have a butterfly bush planted for my grandma. But, you know, until I could figure out that plan, I was very upset because I was like, something's wrong. Just we're yeah. not doing the rituals. Well, everything it's is... It's not right. Everything is being disrupted. Like, yeah. people are dying alone. Um, current, current cancer patients, I feel so bad for them because you're not allowed, you're not allowed a visitor. So you have to go through chemo all by yourself, which fucking sucks. Like, I can't even imagine, like, I hope people are FaceTiming or something because like, you're not allowed a visitor if you're going through cancer. There's a ton of, um, of Corona patients who are dying alone. There's... Like funerals are happening with no people there. Uh, a bunch of cremations. Like sometimes no, you funerals, can't even see the dead body. Leanna, Leanna, there's no funerals happening. I can tell you that there's no funerals happening anymore. Period. Those are not well, happening anymore. So it's well, just burials, that cremations. Kind of fucked up. Because did you know that was our first um, humanity? That was our first religious ritual was how sure. we treated our dead. Sure. 
and now during quarantine times, we're like not allowed to treat our debt at all. That's why it hit me so hard. And we had a, a you, you knew her better than me, but um, the gal that we recorded a podcast with Emily, I believe she passed away this week. Oh my God. I can't, I can't even Emily, Emily Garnett, who was a real gem. Uh, She would have really liked that pun actually. Um, She, she died of stage four cancer, which she was one of the 33% of women who, who are cured from breast cancer and it fucking comes back metastatic and you're fucked. And that is that like, it's really close to home. And I don't know, being involved in the cancer community is like really good because people get it, but it's really horrifying to see. And like, who's going to be at her funeral? No, that's the thing. She's not going to have a funeral. She can have a wake or something like that. I mean, she can get cremated. There can be a ceremony after, but there are no funerals now. Not, I mean, not here. I mean, maybe in some states like Florida, they're still doing funerals, but they're, they're not doing them because I think Florida's not closing anything down, but I don't think anyone's going to them. The funeral homes are not doing work right now. They're I've, I've kind of stopped paying attention to the numbers because the numbers are all made up at this point. Um, even, even the best numbers like New York numbers, because you won't know the effect of coronavirus until after, and you look at like the expected death rates and the actual death rates. Um, because like, I don't think that Emily's or your grandmother had anything to do with coronavirus, but like maybe they did. And it's, oh, it's just fucked up. It's all of those secondary deaths. fucked up. That's why we need to lower the curve, though, is so basically like these, you know, so we don't have a bunch of 91 year olds who are on respirators dying of coronavirus. So we can't have the 43 year old who might pull through, you know what I mean, or whatever. And we're going to have to start making these decisions. And again, like I just hear all of these echoes of some of the things that I went through going through cancer treatment on a, on a, on a personal, totally lonely level. And maybe that's what, so I just signed up to volunteer with the city of Boston and I'm not, I'm not rushing. Cause I have been knocked on my ass by whatever I had. I've been, maybe I was knocked on my ass by my life before this too, though. I have been sleeping, you know, this I've been sleeping like 17 hours a day. <laughs> You've been sleeping like a bear in hibernation, which is super appropriate because it's still winter. I know. I mean, I hope I'm not one of those 33% that has a secondary cancer, you know, coming through right now, metastasizing. I don't think I do. Um, I'm just really dead tired. So, but I just signed up to volunteer with the city of Boston because I do believe that I'm healthy enough to help and I have a car. I can, you know, do things. Um, what, what are you, what did you sign up to do? Oh, you can just, you know, you should do this too, Leanna. Everyone should who's in the Boston area who feels like they've maybe had Corona light like me. Do not do this. If you are immunocompromised, please. And if you're dealing with cancer right now, do other volunteer work. Um, you've got enough on your plate, but you can just go ahead and sign up with the city of Boston. I'll send you the link. Um, you just give them your name and your number and you're like, where do you want to do it? I was like, I'll do it anywhere. They're like, do you have a car? Do you work in the medical profession? <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, they ask you a few, it's so simple. It's like two minutes and then someone's going to reach out to you and pair you up with something to do. Like you can volunteer to hand out literature to people's doors. Um, you can volunteer to work at a food bank, which is most likely what I'm going to do. Cause food is my business. Bananas is my business. Um, 
So yeah, but I, I'm gonna I'm I'm looking forward to that feeling of giving back because I do feel like we are Persephone. We are the ones who guide people through the darkness, and whether we like it or not, you and I have taken on that role. Well, we've been through cancer patients have been through the ship before. Like, exactly. Okay, so when when I was going through cancer treatment, I had to choose to like have a mastectomy which is like a pretty traumatic surgery or like probably die or, you know, have chemo, which is poison. Like it is poison. Um, or maybe probably die if I don't have chemo. So like with, with this coronavirus, a bunch of people are choosing, like, do you want to go to work and, be exposed to coronavirus and maybe get sick, maybe get someone else sick, um, maybe die. Or do you want to not have a job and not be able to eat? Like this, this is so fucked up. Like the people are having to make these kinds of decisions right now. Another thing that people in um, other socioeconomic groups don't understand is this, I think, um, a ridiculous percentage of people who make less than $20 an hour, um, who are the people on the front lines right now, have children with asthma. And so right now, they're having to self-quarantine within their houses so they can't see their family or touch their family or be with their family while they're earning money. That that was the case with a lot of my employees close to the end. Well, and the, the fucked up thing is, like the percentage of the population that has diabetes that has that is obese that has asthma like it's a huge percentage of the population that's susceptible to these kinds of viruses i mean and you know it's interesting too i mean i feel like again like it's just like watching someone walk into cancer treatment to me the ultimate virus which is how i kind of dealt with this when i sort of realized like ooh, i think i might have this i was like you know what i've kicked another virus's ass (laughs) i'm gonna take this down um but the point is um you know, well, wait, wait, I forget what the point was. Um, <laughs> there is no point. Everything is no pointless. Point. Existential there's no angst. Point. There's no point. But, um, you know, it's just, there's this thought of like, uh, the, these viruses just want to, I, I totally forgot my point. I'm going to, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, should we, should we move on to protocols? Yeah, I think um, we definitely should. One of the things we did want to mention, too, though, apropos of our other pod that just got posted today, um, I don't know when this one's going to post, but family reach, if you are going through cancer and you have some financial hardship, um, because God knows, you could be going through this. I mean, so I have a friend who just got diagnosed with breast cancer who got coronavirus. What? Yeah, she got tested positive. She actually got tested. She was in Colorado. Yeah, she was in Colorado. She tested positive for coronavirus. It was mild with her, too. But her cancer treatment is delayed. I've got to reach out to her, actually. Um, I have another acquaintance who just reached out to me who just got diagnosed with cancer. It's just like it's such bad luck. So if you're having any financial issues in addition to all of the mental stress of having cancer, reach out to Family Reach. Yeah, listen, listen to our last episode and Family Reach is like raising money specifically for coronavirus related cancer related, like all of that. Like Family Reach is actually giving money to people who need it. 
So Exactly. And if you are someone who's lucky enough not to need family reach, you should check them out if you have money to give them to. They are a great organization. They they really are. And um even if you don't have money to give them, you're gonna get twelve hundred dollars and maybe you could give a hundred of it to Family Reach. And you'll get even more if you have kids. Oh my god. <laughs> the idea of like getting twelve hundred dollars and hoping it will support you for more than what, like a week? Oh That's my like, god. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> like half of my rent. <laughs> well, you know what? Beans are great. I love eating beans. Beans, beans, more beans. Okay, so <laughs> protocols. Okay, so my protocol is I grew up Mormon. And as a Mormon, you were only allowed, you were not allowed to shop on Sunday. You cannot shop on Sunday unless it's an emergency. If it's an emergency, you can like go to the doctor or go to the store and get medicine, but you can't shop on Sunday. So my protocol is that you should be a reverse Mormon during Mm. Corona times and have one day a week where you have contact with the outside world and you should minimize it because it's not God is watching, but coronavirus is watching and it will catch you out. Yeah. Or you'll kill someone inadvertently and you'll have that on your karma. No bueno. No bueno. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a protocol of using your cancer superpowers. So, you know, like we're talking about the goddess Persephone, just be there for other people who are going through this. You've had to dig deep. Be the fearless creature that you are. And again, I'm going to say this again, you, if you've gone through treatment and you have successfully kicked back your cancer, I do believe your body has a knowledge of how to kill viruses in a way that's different than it was before. And maybe is for people who haven't gone through treatment. Someone made a comment, Mimi, are you like Peter Parker who got bitten by a spider? And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, I was. Well, you, you have had Dana Farber. You have had exposure to an experience that a lot of other people haven't had, yeah. and you can be a positive force for good, yeah. right? Exactly. Uh, the other thing I would say is that you should check in with yourself and be honest about like what exposure that you have had, mm-hmm. and like really be mindful of what you are exposing other people to. Mm-hmm. Like, be very aware of what you are touching. Um, where you are breathing, like all of that stuff that we don't have to think about usually because usually you're not going to give someone a deadly disease. I would also say on a psychic level, on a soul level, on a spiritual level, you're putting out energy too. Um, I went out earlier this week um, for a walk run and I had like, there was a feeling of angriness from a lot of people because I think we were all adjusting. And I think that that really matters. Maybe, then maybe just as much as everything else. Oh, a little California of me, but I think that's true. Well, I mean, we're all we're all in this together, and either we're gonna get through it together, or we're gonna like spiral off into the darkness alone. So let's get through this together. Um, I would say that. I heard today that coronavirus does not have to be productive time. Like, Mm. make sure that you're sleeping. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're, like, you know, look up at the sky. Look at the clouds. Get out in the sun. The sun is good. Just, like, 
just like be and I mean we're living through like shitty parts of history right now like that's what we're doing we're living through the shitty parts of history and we can be productive at other times right now is not the time to expect too much of yourself like it, during cancer treatment we always say manage your expectations like manage your expectations and just like yeah. get through it also maybe just like the cancer experience like it's not what we would have ordered on the menu but life's not like that and one of the things I've really been enjoying is being outside and enjoying the air is like as clear and crisp as a bell. It's not like this in cities ever. Boston's a really clean city too. It's very windy here, but it is like the air is like something you would experience in Nova Scotia. It's beautiful outside. So, I mean, I think if you just take moments of beauty and really appreciate them and appreciate them in a way like you might not be alive tomorrow, you know, or your loved one may be dying tomorrow. And there is a sweetness, I think, that we're getting in touch with that I think some of the greatest generations um, had, you know. Well, the great generation, the great generation before us, um, my grandmother's generation that lived through like the Depression and the 1918 flu. Like, they, they dealt with some shit. Bad times make strong people. It does. And I think that, you know, what they didn't have that we have is an onslaught of news. And so I think Ugh. that was another protocol that you had had, which is limit the news to a way that's comfortable for you. Right. Well, just just set some reasonable limitations because I could watch, I could read the news 12 hours a day. And that's yeah. not healthy for anyone. Well, so, I also yeah. want to say, lose yourself. Well, the time needn't be productive necessarily. Lose yourself in something that's really complex. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, or just meditate. But it's, you know, I think like, I, I don't know. I've been looking at embroidery, but I'm almost afraid. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I have other things to focus on. <laughs> like cleaning my office. But... Um, <laughs> And the closets. I'm like, well, I can't get into embroidery until I get those closets cleaned. But, you know, something complex, like cleaning at a closet, I think is great to do right now. Um, or something like, okay, so I was really bummed about my grandma yesterday. And I don't know, it just, it didn't hit me right away. Does that ever happen to you? Like the death doesn't hit you right away, but it comes like a day or two later. And it comes in waves. Yeah, I guess so. And the wave hit me. Dude, I got up yesterday. I'm like, I'm just going to watch a little TV because I'm not feeling that great. And the world is weird. I'm not going anywhere. So I watched that show, The Affair. Dude, I watched it from like 10 in the morning until 11 at night. But you know did what? You, I did felt, you finish the series? No, there's so much of that series. <laughs> so further to go it's really good not really but it's really I just got lost in it and I just need to get lost I woke up today full of energy so just like ready to go you know I got up at seven I was good to go I was like let's go let's start the day so I guess I'm just saying like feel free to lose yourself for a couple of days when else will you have a chance I don't know when I don't have time to do that normally <laughs> okay I've lost myself in my doomsday prepping I oh my god, like, you, this is your moment, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay, so people think that I'm crazy for, like, preparing for these things, but two weeks ago, our world looked totally different, 
And who the fuck knows what our world is going to look like in two weeks from today? Because hey, and you know that I support crazy. you. You know that I support you, and there's a reason that I've got like the bleach wipes everywhere. It's because I did that shopping a month and a half ago. <laughs> and the legumes, the legumes, the legumes. We've got it. We got. We got. We need. Oh, and Leanne, I planted our potatoes today, so we're gonna eat taters. Yay. All will be okay. Hey, yes, I, pl- I planted hopness, so we're we're covered. We're gonna be all right. <laughs> we have a few months to wait. That'll be slim pickings, slim times. Uh, well, I think this is um, gonna be all like twenty potatoes from the bucket I think okay well I mean anything is better than nothing yeah but <coughs> uh oh Corona cough Corona cough okay it's time to so, wrap it up so um, yeah I guess I just want to say you guys hang in there I, I'm just sending the big love out and just remember that you are probably a beacon of light right now no matter where you are in your cancer experience or if you you know whatever if you have a friend who's gone through it and you've been through it with them Know that you can be the light to help other people right now. Well, be brave. Also, be brave, but you are not alone. You're like not. this, you're going through this with literally everyone else on the planet. We're all in this together. We're all yeah. in the same boat. Um, yeah. Like, take care of each other. Exactly. Make a nice tea. <laughs> you know, just like go sit in the sun. Okay. Well, stretch. Well, it's <laughs> always our protocol. I know. Uh, well, thanks, Mimi, for uh, doing this phone call. Oh, Leanna, thanks for doing this distantly. And I look forward to um, seeing you maybe at a social distance that's appropriate <laughs> in, um, in, in, in a few days future. when I'm Bye. out of quarantine, maybe this weekend. So I look forward to that. All right, guys, we love you. Take care. Thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you, your stories. Your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thankscancer.com. Well, the traffic stopped you late. On the horn and you ask yourself Where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card We're your passport date Cause cancer's damn hard Oh, thanks cancer Thanks cancer Thanks cancer Victories in the dark <laughs>